0: Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Back to Radio
1: Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Well, I'll tell you right now, we're not having very good luck when it comes to getting people live at the table. Every time I have someone scheduled, we can't find them. Marcus is injured. Marcus from the Raiders is walking around with a, a bum ankle. He what happened? He said it's cold, which is not even cold outside. It's cold in here, but it's not cold outside. Marcus is on the injured reserve list. And that's the second time this year he's been on the injured reserve list, so he's out for the season. <laughs> he's out for the season now. He's out for the season. But, yeah, so we're supposed to have Pac-Man Jones here at the table, and our, my guy Jared saw him. He saw him, and he's actually tried to send him over here. But I think that Jared, and Jared, I need you I need a, you a, an explanation over here, please. Jared's talking to my guy, Steve Foster. Shout out to Fos, Foster in the house. Jared, what's up, man? Talk to me. So what's, okay. Okay. So you had Pac-Man Jones with you, and you texted me and said you're sending him over to me. Yep. And then what happened?
2: I started to, I made sure that a different show on a different uh, one of our sister stations. ESPN Las, Las Vegas, Vegas. yeah. I, was, I had to make sure that a pair the, they are in three separate locations, and they all <laughs> need to be able to talk to each other, and so I went, and I did that, but I had pointed over there.
1: So you just said, Pac-Man, go, and pointed that towards yes, me.
2: and I assumed he would be walking oh. somewhat saunterly. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, but now, now he's not even in the building. But I,
1: well, so. what happens, and this is a lesson learned, and this is your first time on Radio Row, that you never point an athlete or anyone over to the table and say, "Go over there. That's where you need to go," because they will get caught and stopped by every single friend that they have or every table that wants them. You
2: said you wanted him at three, and I actually I factored that in because I sent it. I, I tried <laughs> to send him over at two forty-five, and so I was like, "Okay, he'll get stopped at least once." Yeah. And then I went. You anticipated
1: the, the stop, and he, well, you, he he got stopped. All right, he got stopped so many times, he never made it.
2: No, but uh, he's
1: not even here. That's what I'm saying. I think he just he just rolled out somewhere. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't tell you, I can't tell you where he's at. I was, I saw him earlier.
2: Yeah, so did I. I mean, I just, I'm just a foot
1: away. Oh well, it's all good. So anyway, if he shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So how is your? Uh, this is your first radio row experience, man. This and this is a, a crazy busy day, Thursday. It's starting to thin out a little bit right now, but uh, it's mm-hmm. been crazy. We've been here since very early this morning. Uh, what's your experience been like?
2: Uh, I pretty much don't feel like I've, like, my, I feel like my stomach is, uh, sort of just doing backflips over and over again, and I'm not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, I'm, I feel nauseous, and I feel like a failure. No,
1: you didn't fail. I'm just, I mean, this is a fun experience. There's no failing in this unless we don't oh. do anything. We've oh. we've kicked ass all week. I'll tell you that. Six we've kicked ass. When
2: 6 o'clock hits, the hanging out with you part is fun. <laughs> This is a stress like a ball of stress and I literally can't process.
1: I told I told Damon who's in the home studio, I told him that I was wearing you out today and he thought that I was wearing him out.
2: No, it's it's genuinely it's just one of those things where it's like sometimes you go like but you gotta like you gotta go up to Eric Dickerson even though you know he's gonna say no. And you got to go up to Troy Ackman, even though you know he's going to say no. Well, I mean, you know. But there's that, like, 1% chance. That's
1: right. What if they say yes? That's right. The high girl might say yes every once in a while. You know, yeah. isn't there a movie out where J-Lo just picks a dude out of the, out of the crowd and says, yeah, yes, I'll marry you? Yeah. That could have happened to you?
2: Well, there's some people here that I wouldn't mind that <laughs> 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 I like it. That was,
1: like hey, it. that's a way to keep it real, though. Like I'm not you. mad. That's, I mean, look, I'll tell you, we're in L.A., L.A. doesn't, you know, need a Super Bowl to have a lot of celebrities in town. L.A. doesn't need the Super Bowl to have a lot of pretty young ladies walking around. I mean, it just doesn't. You know, and, and, and for any lady listening, I mean, handsome men are walking around. I mean, that's L.A. anyway. But I will say the Super Bowl puts it in extreme yeah. measures as well.
2: Well, it's also because you're around a lot of fat guys. <laughs> what? what do you mean? What does that even mean? Uh, I'm just saying like like you you literally if you it's the side-by-side comparison okay I got you're, you like
1: Dammon's in the home studio not knowing what to do with himself right
2: yeah, now yeah I assume so he's probably going why are you here
1: <laughs> no <Nah>, you're good <laughs> no just you're keep good. going keep going
2: <laughs> uh, yeah just uh, here's the shovel man no uh,
1: no you're straight this is this is this has been a lot of fun uh I told the story without you earlier about yeah. AJ on the street but I know and I don't want to really like spend too much time with it, but but how did AJ approach you? Oh, and by the way, Damon didn't think he was a very good singer.
2: Oh well, okay, Damon. For a guy on the street who's literally I sell songs, I, it's better than I expected. See, like you have to put you have to put your bar somewhere of like, okay, this is either going to be so awful that it's like <laughs> genuinely scary, or it's just going to be awful, and it's good. you're paying him to stop singing.
1: Oh man, he was good. He was
2: good. It was. So, it was. Surprising. So, how did you meet AJ? Okay, so I'm outside smoking a heater, and <laughs> and I'm just by myself. I'm on my phone. I'm texting this girl that I've been talking to. Was she a heater? What? Was she a heater too? I I'd like to think so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I suddenly am approached by like on my side, and I'm just staring at my phone, going, "Oh man, I'm." He's gonna ask for a cigarette. He's gonna ask for a cigarette, and this guy goes. Excuse me sir. Are you married or do you have a significant other? <laughs> and I'm just so like I uh, uh yeah, yes? What? And he goes, "If you here's what you're going to do. You're going to get your phone out and record me singing. It'll be the best Valentine's Day present." And I went, "I am not doing that. I am sorry. That is not a thing that is going to transpire between the two of us." Here's a cigarette,
1: <laughs> and then what happened when you came in and told me about the yeah, experience?
2: I came in, I go into back into the bar, and I go, you, "This is why you can't leave me alone." I tell you the story, and by the way, AJ did tell me after I gave him the cigarette, he told me this whole story, which is kind of tragic, but
1: oh, Damon was laughing at him about that too. He said he needs to sing the blues. No, no, no. Damon was okay. talking bad about him being homeless. Let's too. take
3: it easy. Let's, you know, Jared, I've got a few angry texts on the text line. People are calling me like Simon Cowell. What kind of person makes fun of a homeless guy on the radio? That's what does that say about my character? Yeah, and you
1: know what? True, that's that's not what this is. It's red flags.
2: Well, the biggest thing is he literally he 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 developed a skill, which is being a barber, and in in the process of defending himself, can no longer apply that skill. It's like I don't even know how how to like. That's like a book. Like, that's like a tragedy. It's like a Greek tragedy. It doesn't make any sense.
1: And, and even if it's not a the true story, it's a good story. Yeah. I, and I and like this hand, story. His hand was super his, messed yeah, up. Yeah, his hand was jacked. Yeah. It, it definitely was. I mean, when he put his hand out to show me, I mean, it's, it's like his fingers were moving. I w- look, let's put it like this. I wouldn't want him cutting my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to have a guy with a steady hand if they're going to cut your hair. I, I'm a, As I know. Oh, speaking of, I don't mean to change subjects. Damon finally went to my barber. I go, I go to the barber every Saturday, and last Saturday before I left to come here to from Las Vegas here, I went to go get my haircut. As soon as I leave, I'm almost home. Demond texts me talking about which barber yours. I'm in the shop right now, so I didn't get to ask you, Demond, because I've been here and I haven't seen you all week. What did you think of my barber shop?
3: It was a cool barber shop. I mean, had some fun. I tweeted about it. Uh, the, oh, did Joe you? Rog- the Joe Rogan experience was on TV. Did a little talking about uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, you know, the sports chatter wasn't as as lively as maybe as it is when you were, when you're in there because you probably bring up all the discussion. But you oh. know, it was um there was definitely some barbershop talk that made me looking a little sideways, where it was just like I don't know where y'all getting this
1: research from. <laughs> I'll leave <laughs> well, it at that. <laughs> that must have been Will. That must have been Tall Will in the back.
3: It was definitely one of those like man, I don't know if that's true, but I ain't gonna say nothing. Cause it's just like you know, people, you know, especially with the COVID around, it wasn't COVID related, but it was it was on the lines of people like you know it's that 5G,
1: <laughs> and it's like, mm. anyway. so so did you have D cut your hair? Yeah, D cut my hair. Did, how how did he do?
3: Did a great job. Lineup was looking crisp. You know, no complaints. I really I didn't need too much done because I do have a haircut appointment with my barber next week, so I really just needed, like, a nice lineup and a taper, and I just wanted to be presentable, me going around town, because I was making the, the rounds on Saturday.
1: Okay, okay, good deal, good deal. Well, see, there it is. So you just showed some love to Indicut Barbershop. Shout out to Indicut Barbershop there in Henderson. They do a great job. D always cuts my hair, and it's funny, because, and I don't know if you, you caught on to this, but uh the barber directly across from D, his name is Q, so he actually... I don't really rock the, the, the Q name while I'm there because there's already a resident Q. So I can't really be that guy. So what are you having to do? Call you by your actual first name? No, I just, I just, it's like, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, you? <laughs> hey, it's like, hey, what's up, man? You know, it's just, it just is what it is. But it's funny because everyone will walk in and be like, hey, Q. And I'll look, but they're not talking to me. Because so, I did
3: say that, and I was just like, yeah, Q told me to come see you. He said, which Q?
1: There, yeah, there you go, see?
3: So I mean, hey. yeah, I was like, radio Q.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, he I had just I mean literally when you text me I, had, I I wasn't even home yet and I I just I drove maybe 10 12 minutes and you uh, you text me talking about you're in the shop already so I thought that, that was kind of funny. But anyway, back to uh back to AJ and the story about AJ.
2: Oh, yeah. So I I walk into the bar. I give the whole spiel to Q and Q goes, "Where is he? <laughs> what does he look like?" <laughs> and then I and I go, oh, "He's a um, black man in a, a blue baseball cap and a sleeveless uh, sleeveless he, he has no. he's not wearing s- sleeves and <laughs> he's goes, not wearing <laughs> sleeves and Q goes okay but what, he, like, all right, all right, what does he look like and I'm like he's the only one out there who is begging <laughs> for money or is offering songs in exchange for money look around you'll find him
1: I did I did find him and I thought it was great I thought it was awesome so there you go Always thinking about the show. And then I told the Keyshawn Johnson story as well, trying to send some drinks over to him and his, uh, his buddy to, to yeah. try to sweeten the deal, but we didn't get them today. I worked on it, though. Yeah. Guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take.
2: Yeah, no, 100%.
1: Demond, I'm telling you, and, and Jared is my witness, I, I mean, we are working the whole time. Yeah, I, I know we are at dinner, but the whole time he keeps saying how, how stressed out I, I make him every time I look at my phone because I'm trying to check emails oh. to see if, uh, if we got another guest that we, we just are lining up. I mean, it, it's nonstop work. Nonstop, Just what we do. All
3: right, Jared, who's been the person that – who did you have the most hope for that eventually turned you down, Jared?
2: I mean, th- thus far it's more of a just a constant grind of being turned down. But uh, I, I, the, the ones that we have gotten I'm, I'm happy with, I, there's a lot of the – you can't set the expectations like that in my mind, I guess. It's like everyone's – I invert it. Everyone's a no until they say yes, but I'm going to keep asking over and over and over again. So I haven't put any expectations on it.
1: That's how it's got to be. That's how I mean, you, you just know coming into this thing, you're going to get 5,000 no's. 5,000, I don't have time. 5,000, my schedules are booked. And you know damn well that a lot of these schedules aren't booked. They just don't have any interest. So for us, and this is some of the key phrases that I, I've told, uh, told Jared about when you're talking to these handlers, because you have to go to their handler. You can't really go directly to the, the player or the actor or whoever it is. You've got to go to the handler. The key for us is we're in Las Vegas. Like, somehow, quickly, in your couple seconds that you have, you've got to let them know you're in Las Vegas because Las Vegas is a big deal. Yeah. Las Vegas is a big deal, and it gets their attention. Oh, Vegas? Believe me. That's why I always tell everyone when I was in uh, ESPN Central Texas, they always say, oh, where are you at, Central Texas? Because Central Texas sounded – in that quick two seconds that I have to, to state my case, Central Texas sounded way more appealing than Waco.
2: Hey, you know where uh, all that stuff happened that one time? <laughs>
1: that's where I'm at. <laughs> but Central Texas sounded great. Yeah. Central Texas sounds great. That's a big area. Exactly. You know, so that's how I got I got hooked. Hook, line, and sinker. So that's what you got to do. And so, like I said, you're going to get a ton of no's, but you may get you may get one yes, and that's a good thing. Who are you pointing at?
2: Oh no, I was saying I, I was trying to, I was trying to subtly say I need to go check on the uh, ESPNs. Okay, interviews. who you got coming up? Uh oh, god. Uh, ja-
1: oh, Janet, the swimmer. Yeah. What's her name, hey, Janet? Evans. uh what was it? Evans. Yeah, Janet Evans. She's only a five-time gold medalist. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a banger. Yeah. Go get her. All right. Go get her. Hook it up, Jared. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me, man. I don't have Pac Man channels, but I did have Jared's, Jared Justice, so. You know, not not too bad, I man. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's just a good tradeoff. Good. It's a good tradeoff. So I don't know what's going on with guests coming to the table in person. They're just not making it for some reason today. I don't know what it is. Maybe because we're in the back and they can't find us. I don't. I have no idea. But Jared made the rookie mistake of trying to point Pac Man in the right direction. Pointed so him I, right out the door. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You've literally got to. Stand up and almost walk them to the table. You know, you've just about got to direct direct traffic. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we're supposed to have, I know on Vinny's show, Dan Ventrelli, Raiders president, is supposed to join him at four, about 4.15. Serena Morales is supposed to join him about 4.30. He's got the dock on at 5. That's always a award winner.
3: Have you seen Vinny yet? Is he Vinny in the building? Vinny's right there. Okay. Vinny's been here all day. Okay, because sometimes I get a little worried where it's just like, nah, he's, oh, he's man. Been,
1: he's been here grinding, man. He's been here grinding. Earlier, Dre and Snoop and Eminem and Mary J. Blige and Kendrick, they were all here. Uh, I didn't go to that press conference because I was doing interviews, but they were all here. So there's there's a lot to like about what's going on here. There really is. And what I like the most is the the way they have it set up. And I know a lot of it is COVID-related, and that, of course, we don't like. But, man, I love the fact that we're spread out from the tables. Like, you really don't hear the other tables sitting right next to us screaming. We are – we actually – our table is so big that JT is on, you know, 12 to 2, and I'm recording interviews at the same table. And for the most part, I think in the Josina Anderson interview, you could hear JT a little bit because he was t- telling a side story, talking about, talking about a party he was going to tonight. Um, So that was that was weird. But that's okay. That worked. <laughs> Are you going to any parties tonight? No, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm being very responsible, man. I haven't gone to one party, and I don't plan on going to any parties while I'm here. I'm being very responsible. I'm in a position of leadership now. I have to. I can't be the guy that is out all night, and then you know, not stagger because I never stagger into work. But I can't be that guy. I've got to. I've got to show young Jared the right way. I've Got to show him the path. No, yeah, you don't want Jared cutting up out there. <laughs> he might run into another a j no honestly um I'm just dog tired at the end of the day I'm just tired i mean you know we, we go out and have have some dinner and by the time we have dinner and like I'll grab a beer uh I don't know if you saw I tweeted out a picture of the beer I had last night um it's called like the half yard it was it's it was a nice it was a nice beer nice sized beer but man after you eat and and you know have have a beverage you don't i'm just tired. It's like, man, we've been up all day. It's not like our normal work day. Our normal work day is we do a show for a couple hours. You know, we prep, obviously, for the show. We get our guests. And you kind of have your routine. This is so unroutine because you just don't know exactly what you're going to do. And you don't know how you have to do it. And then after we get off the air at 4, I'm walking around here trying to find guests for Vinny and trying to see if I can, you know, piggyback a couple guests off of another table that I might know the people at and say, hey, let me let me talk to who's the handler on this one. So it's... It's such a grind, man. It really is. And, I mean, you know, you and Danny have been doing good work recording interviews that we do in the course of the day at the home studios. You're recording them and have them ready for us, and Bobby as well. It's got to be, man, you've got to be, everyone's got to be worn out, right?
3: Yes, that's, very, uh, that's a very astute observation by you because tomorrow's going to be a real grind for me.
1: Are you all day? Yep, 6 to 6. Oh wow, that's right. Okay, the morning tailgates on, on the road, right? So you're in studio, yeah. And then we got to get interviews recorded. Yeah, man, you're you're yeah. You better get to bed early tonight. No no late night gym work.
3: No, the gym work uh, probably it'll probably come around like 4 a.m.
1: Just right before you get ready to go to the job. Yeah that's yeah fine.
3: yeah. It gets to get that good pump going. Okay good. Stroll right in yeah.
1: All right. Good deal good deal. Well that's uh that's that's fun man. That's fun. So yeah you you better uh, you better be prepared for tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna finish off really strong. Hopefully finish off really strong. Uh hopefully I don't have another day where all my all my guests that are supposed to come to the table uh fake on me. <laughs> That's the worst. It's it's always hard to get a yes. And then it's the worst when you get a yes and then there's a no show. The no shows are the worst. And they happen all the time for one reason or the other. It's not always like maliciously like, oh I just didn't want to go. It's it's something just happens. You know, it's just Stuff happens, let's put it like that. But yeah, it is what it is. Speaking of it is what it is, 326 is the time. When we come back, I know a conversation you'll hear because I had it earlier. <laughs> Bruce Buffer, the voice of the UFC, he'll join the show next. That was a fun conversation. You hear him at Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders games. He always gets the, gets the crowd fired up. That's going to come up next here live from Radio Row. It's unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio, 920.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to unnecessary roughness, unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm
2: gonna have to kick you, you know what? Today, here's your boy Q. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we to be, be alright. All right. We to be, be alright. All right. we, we are gonna be, be
1: alright all right. Right. Right here on we Unnecessary right. Roughness, Raider Nation Radio we 920. All right. There you you goes Warren Sapp. Raider great. I'm kidding. Shout out to Warren Sapp. I used to not like Warren Sapp, but I'm I'm over it.
3: Was this time with the team that bad, or is it from the it, Super Bowl? It,
1: no, no, it was it was pretty bad. I didn't. I honestly, I wasn't a big fan of him just because, like, the way he he talked to the fans when he'd see them out in the streets. I I always kind of thought that that was real disrespectful. And you know, there's a time and place, and you know, if you see a guy out eating or something, especially out with a young lady or whatever, it looks like he's you know. In the conversation, that's one thing to to just go and try to interrupt him or whatever. But I don't know. I just every time I see Warren Sapp around, out of, out of, out around town, he always just kind of I don't know. He always acted ugly towards people. So that's what honestly, that's probably the one thing I just didn't like about him. That was the only thing that I didn't really like about him. Uh, he didn't play great, of course, with the Raiders, but
3: he had a ten sack season one of those seasons.
1: Yeah, but he had. There was about ten sacks that he missed too. I mean, t- ten sacks is obviously a a great number. That's that's fantastic. But I remember a couple games. I'm trying to remember exactly which one it was. But there was one where he was. I mean, he he ch- He I don't know who he was chasing around, but he chased him around for a minute, and somebody wiggled out of it. Whatever quarterback it was, and they threw a touchdown pass. And I was like, and I was at that game, so it was a little bit more personal. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I just I just wasn't a big fan of his. I was excited when the Raiders got him, though. That's but how often does that happen? You know, how I many there was a lot of guys at the end of their career that just signed with the Raiders and ended up cashing checks. You know, and I felt like Warren Sapp was kind of that guy. But you're right. I mean, he did have a good, a good season with the Raiders. Like I was never a big uh, Richard Seymour guy, and he didn't. He 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 was traded for, but I, I was never big on him. I think the best thing he did in his Raider career was uh, hit. Hit Big Ben, get ejected in the Steeler game, we're hitting Big Ben in the face mask, or punching him basically in the face mask. Oh no. Certain guys, you know, they just sign with the team and their name their name is big, but their game wasn't that big. That's what I always have thought about Warren Sapp. Now if I had the opportunity to interview him right now I would.
3: <laughs> you know what? That would have been something fun to ask Akbar because I was looking at the roster and then he was on that he was on one of those teams with Warren Sapp. Was he really? Yeah, that'd have been like. So what, how 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 was he in the locker room?
1: I'm trying to think because Akbar only played for a quick second.
3: Yeah, so 04. So he was on the team 03 04, and okay. Warren Tapp got there in 04.
1: Okay, what did Akbar do?
3: He had a sack that season, and,
1: exactly. you know.
3: And Warren Tapp only had one more than him, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ding, ding, I like that right there. That was a good one, DeMond. Well, speaking of ding, ding, let's go into the octagon right now. Uh, Earlier today I had an opportunity to catch up with one of the voices of UFC, one of the greatest voices in UFC, a voice that you're familiar with hearing at Allegiant Stadium when the Raiders host a game. That is Bruce Buffer, the great Bruce Buffer, joined us on Unnecessary Roughness. We're back here on Radio Row. It is Los Angeles, California. The Convention Center Super Bowl 56 is what we're excited about. But I'm excited about this next guest, one of the, the 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 voices of the UFC, Bruce Buffer.
0: How you doing? I'm doing great, Q. How are you?
1: I'm great. But the problem is I can't introduce you better than you can introduce. You know, I just I can't do that. There's a lot of pressure on that when I have you sitting down with me getting ready to talk, and then I think, wait a minute, I can't pump him up. He pumps up everybody else. No,
0: actually you're doing a pretty good job. I'm not judging you, my friend. I actually am enjoying it it's good you're good yeah. okay
1: all right well you know it, we've enjoyed all well all season long you being at Allegiant Stadium uh welcoming in the crowds you know Thank getting you. them all hyped up how, how much fun was that for you
0: you know it was <clears throat> so much fun when I first came out um on the uh, Sunday night football game yeah on ESPN and it was like wow this is just amazing or Monday night Monday night football okay yeah 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 and um you know, seventy plus thousand, however many in the crowd, and as soon as I walked out, they start cheering and I'm like, God, do you even know who the hell I am? <laughs> <You know? laughs> they do. <laughs> and, and then when I let it fly and and looking at the Videotrons, it's just okay in a in a UFC arena with 15 twenty thousand people, or the most I've ever done is fifty five thousand in Toronto. Wow. Um but still a football stadium. Right. You know, it's just it it's and the Raiders. Right. I mean it's just and the First season, they're at Allegiant. It's like, wow, I'm so humble about it. I kiss the floor that I wake up on. It's like, oh, my God, this is unreal.
1: Yeah, no, it really is. And you're around Las Vegas at a lot of events, but just how... Amazing is it how much the city has grown with all the professional sports there now.
0: I've been going to that city's I'm sixty-four. I'll be sixty five in May, right? I've been going to that city back in the days of casino when certain other people, you know,
2: <laughs> right? ran the
0: management of the yes, town. Yes, yes. <laughs> My dad was a boss gambler back then and I used to go see Frank Sinatra and you know Barbara Streisand and everything right. and I was gambling. I can't get in trouble with this now, but I was actually <laughs> playing blackjack when I was nineteen in nice, the casinos. Nice. So I've seen it go through all the changes and to know that it's that evolutionary process that I 25 years now I've been announcing the UFC in Vegas managing my grand legendary brother Michael Buffer in boxing and doing that for 30 plus years I've seen so much, right? And it's it's incredible. It's just it's. I look back on it; it's just amazing. It's being part of history. Yeah, it really is.
1: And we're here for Super Bowl Fifty Six. But in a couple years, we'll have Super Bowl Fifty Eight at
0: Allegiant. I know, and I can't wait. It's like I did the Pro Bowl last weekend. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw it, but when I came out to open the game, they gave me a dead microphone. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, no. Well, I rehearsed from the field, and we did the big introductions, which went incredible. Right. And then I ran all the way up to the top to go to the (laughs) dais where I normally do my thing. Right. Right. And I came out, and they gave me the introduction. You see my name on the camera on the screen. You see me come out, but they had to cut away because the microphone was dead to the stadium and dead to the TV. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, see, I didn't get to stay for the Pro Bowl. I was yeah. actually driving from Vegas here to uh-huh. be on Radio Row, and so I didn't get to see that.
0: Well, I came out at halftime and lit it up again, you know, Good. in the way that I love to do. There, it's an amazing experience, and my goal is to come out at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's got to be. That's it, what I it, want. It's be. only right. I've had a Super Bowl commercial with Budweiser.
1: That's all, hey, that's, that's the start. That's that. That's a bucket <laughs> list
0: right there. But let's talk about the true bucket list. Give me that 15, 30 seconds on the field right. and let me do my thing.
1: Oh man, could you imagine that? Oh, and, I can you imagine, know, yeah. they always say the the best camera moment at the super bowl is the kickoff right that's when you see every flash everything can you imagine you going out there and 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 welcoming everybody to super bowl 58 how many cameras are going to be flashing then
0: it'd be awesome can you imagine if my brother and i did it together wow yeah because he does the rams yeah I, i would love to just appear with him and you know, have that moment where yeah. there's maybe one team, I do the other team. Right. And, and whether it's, it's by myself, of course, uh, I'll grab that in a heartbeat. But, right. but to be with him and do that would just be an awesome experience for both of us.
1: That would be really cool. Yeah. Again, we're talking right now with Bruce Buffer here. We're at the uh, Los, Los Angeles Convention Center. This is Radio Rose. a lot of fun going on. And, yeah. and you talked about doing that with your brother and how great that would be. What, what got you guys going in what you do and you guys both do it so well.
0: You know, Michael is the greatest announcer of all time and one writer said he's like a fine bottle of Bordeaux and I'm like a shot of Jack Daniels, right?
1: Okay, okay.
0: I never wanted to be Frank Sinatra Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most everybody was copying Michael's style and and catchphrases and all and I was never catchphrase driven. I just, uh, it's not what I say, it's how I say it. I developed my It's Time catchphrase about seven years into what I was doing. But, um, you know, we came together and I had an epiphany one night i owned two companies i was doing incredible but i was burned out yeah you know i was making great money you know living the life of riley like two and a half men on the beach house the whole bit right minus the alcoholism <laughs> and and uh it was a great time but i just didn't like going to work and i thought you know he hasn't even trademarked this thing yet and i just had an epiphany one night when i was at the riddick bow holyfield fight in 1992 and back to my room and just started writing a bunch of notes and eventually we came together and and uh I became his manager and partner, and the rest is history. Wow. And as far as my announcing, you know, we agreed I wouldn't announce. I said, "Well, something will come along because it would be a confliction of interest." And nobody made any money announcing except for him in boxing. Right. So my my emphasis was to make him, you know, richer more famous than ever dreamed, and build this business, which yeah. is what I concentrated on.
1: That's awesome. And
0: then my opening came, and I grabbed it, and you know, reached for that ring and. You know, you just gotta go for it, right? You know, and yeah. I went for it.
1: Yeah, no, and you guys have con- it. mean, you guys have it cornered. You know, he's boxing, you're UFC, yeah. and, and UFC is so much fun. It's just it's I mean, so much fun. It and is, it, and
0: it's actually it, it's it's bigger. I mean, worldwide, the I mean, boxing is huge all over the world, and there's two or three mega fights a year with mm-hmm. Canelo and the heavyweights and stuff. But the UFC, I mean, they're just putting on these huge pay per views and 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 the offices they've opened up. It's amazing. You know, they they. They've created an avenue for all the other MMA organizations to do what they do. But, I mean, people have to understand the international machine that the UFC is, it's a Amazing.
1: Yeah, no it is. I, Dana
0: White, what he's done with this company is unbelievable.
1: He's done a heck of a job, right? Unbelievable. And, and I, I really loved being on Radio Row, and I've been here about four or five years now, they always have, the UFC always has a bunch of fighters come out here yeah. and really introduce themselves, you know? Because uh-huh. sometimes you don't know yeah. who they are, and that's kind of the, that's, I, I remember meeting Conor McGregor before he was Conor McGregor, <laughs> you know? And, and, and that's, that's I think that that's genius on on the part of the UFC to do that.
0: They recognize talent. It's like Israel Adesanya's fighting in UFC 271 on Saturday against the great Robert Whitaker, they're fighting for the second time. You know, announcers, movie stars, fighters, UPS men, whatever, mm-hmm. it's called who has the it factor. Right. Right. And that doesn't come along all the time. Otherwise, everybody would have the it factor. Right. And you get a Conor McGregor, you get a Ronda Rousey, or you get an Israel Adesanya that comes along every two or three years. And you got to nurture it and build it as long as they want to, you know, increase their career. And is not just a fighter uh, like Conor McGregor, he's a performer. Right. Right? And that Mm -hmm. attracts a lot of attention. And aside from the fact of his great skills, he can go down as one of the greatest of all time. He has that ability to do that. He hasn't done it yet. Right. Has that ability to do it. Um, But he's got it. Mm -hmm. He's got the effect. Robert Whitaker, a beast. Here's in great shape. This is going to be an awesome fight. But the fight I'm looking for is Derek Lewis. And and I'm looking forward to that fight very, very much. Yeah. But Derek Lewis and Tuivasa. Okay. Hello. Break that one down for us. Oh. Tim Burr. <laughs> Somebody's going down. Right. Tim Burr. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ab-
1: absolutely. I-, I really enjoy what the UFC is doing. Obviously enjoy what you're doing. And you're out here on Radio Row. So how many of these shows are you going to, or how many like stops are you doing today?
0: You have to talk to my boss.
1: And matter of fact, she's saying you gotta wrap it up. She's like, I got too many of these do. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to give me a little a little drop. And I know that about 800 different stations are gonna ask you to do it, so you probably won't have a voice at the end of the day.
0: No, but I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and drop it for us. Only because it's Raider Nation. There you go. I, I get paid for this. There you go. I like that. <laughs> hey, Raider Nation, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Boom, there it is right there, the great Bruce Buffer with us here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Thank you so much, Bruce.
0: You're welcome. Thanks, Q. I appreciate
1: it very much. Was right there, Bruce Buffer at the, like the drop there at the end, huh? Oh, dude, they gave me chills. That? <laughs> That's like the most excited I've been for one of these interviews. Nice, nice. Well, you know, we haven't got as many of those good drops as, poss- as I wanted to, but uh, it, it's all right. We're we working it out. We're working it out. We're trying to make it happen. So we got a, there's a lot going on. And it's starting to thin out a little bit, but it's a, it's it's still a, a very active and busy uh, place. And I'll say this, going back to the Bruce Buffer interview, I've told this story so many times. When I was in uh, San Francisco, maybe, it was one of those Super Bowls that I was at, one of the radio rows I was at, uh, I said exactly what Bruce Buffer said to me today, that UFC was bigger than boxing. And he got so offended when I said that. And he actually got mad at me. And I didn't know... I didn't think he was going to remember me today at all. I, I, I was like, "There's no way he's going to remember me as a couple years ago." And he's talked to a bazillion people in between now and then. But I just—I remember when uh, he came walking up. I remember, man, this guy got so mad at me when I said that boxing is is not as big as UFC, and he told me, you know, don't ever talk about boxing. My bro, brother makes a lot of money in boxing. It's one of the greatest sports, you know. And so he's going on and on and on. This time I I didn't even go there, and I just said that UFC does a a, a great job of you know. Putting their events on, and, and the box and the fighters are fun, and he said it himself, UFC is bigger. Boxing has a couple events a year, and it does that are outstanding, just huge. The ones that is like hey, I I have to watch these. They have a couple a year, max, but UFC, they have so many that I miss them. I'm like damn, I missed it, but they got this other one coming up. You know there's so many that are are fun and exciting. That they've got to. I mean it's gotta it's 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 really in my opinion, kinda of blowing boxing out the out the water right now. What are you thinking? Maybe to you casuals, I mean
3: but no, you're you're not
1: wrong. I was about to say, about to say name me some <laughs> boxers that you're really fired up about. I mean I I'm excited about uh oh, Nico Ali Walsh. Yeah, I Nico like talking Ali-Walsh. to him. Yeah, but I mean that's uh, I, I like the biggest news is
3: going to be what's going on with Terrence Crawford. Who is he going to yeah. sign with? He's a free agent, dude. There's okay. so much going on. That 135 division, we've got Javante Davis. Is he ducking Ryan Garcia? We don't know. I think Ryan Garcia is just an Instagram model. Well, I don't know, but hey, wow. man, like, there's so much. Sound going like on. you firing out. shots. Oh no, he j- he's one of those guys. He like puts out his combinations. <laughs> oh, I'm a duck. Look at me blindfolded. I'm, I'm hitting the back. Okay, we get it. Fight somebody already.
1: Oh man, you are you are firing shots, man! Wow, I can't wait till I get some of these these uh, fighters on and say, "Hey, man, Demond's back in the home studio." This is what he had to say.
3: <laughs> and I'm back in the home studio. So what are they gonna do?
1: Right, not a damn thing, huh? Talk talk a little bit of noise. No, but I, I just again, I think UFC has so much. There's so much action and so. Much, and you're right. There's storylines in boxing, but like Nico Ali Walsh is a guy that I I kind of want to follow and and follow, but that's personal just because we've interviewed him. So, you know, it's like, oh, hey, I want to I wanna see if this guy's worth the salt because, hey, we talked to him. So, you know, and then when he's winning fights, I'm like, yes, you know, that's the guy that we talked to. That's great. And we've had him on the show a couple times. So as far as that goes, I mean, there's just not, there's not for me, and this is just me being the old guy, and I'm okay, I'm okay with that. For me, there's none of those I have to go and watch this fight or else. You know what I mean? There's none of those, oh, uh, the Mike Tyson moment, you know, where you knew – I gotta be in front of my TV before the fight starts because it's not gonna last long, but it's gonna be fantastic. You know, even Canelo, as big as Canelo is, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna knock someone the blank out or if it's gonna, you know, go the whole go the distance. Like Floyd, Floyd's a great fighter, but I get bored watching Floyd's fights, and that's not. That's not saying he's not good because he's great, fantastic, and he obviously knows what he's doing. But to me, it doesn't it doesn't push the needle for me.
3: Oh, dude, really well, doesn't. I'm glad you said that because there's talks for Canelo, Triple G, Part 3. And, I mean, if they can get that done at the end of the year, that—that that, that's going to be a hot ticket. Is it? Oh, yeah, come on. You got the tie the first time. The judges screw out Triple G and they give the decision to Canelo. Triple G, he's a little bit older. You know, he's a little long in the tooth. But I still think, you know, he, he's going to – I want him to get that revenge.
1: Uh, okay, well, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you can only do so certain fights so many times that it's like okay, now what? You know what I mean? Like this I don't know. Like who's the who is the uh, Bellator fighter that we talked to yesterday? AJ McKee. Yeah, AJ McKee. He was cool. And so now I'll pay attention to him because he was cool. Uh he was kind of funny, you know, and so I'll pay t- so I'll follow him now just to see what he's all about. And that's how I actually became a fan of Conor McGregor is by my old co-host Craig telling me how how funny uh connor is he's like oh he's really he's he's really a uh you know he's like a a, a blank talker you know he'll talk a bunch of mess but he's a good he's a good fighter he says he's, he's going he's on the he's on the come up and that was way before he was ever anybody big but and it so so then it made me follow and, and watch connor mcgregor you know that so it's, it's stuff like that that's what gets me into into these fighting things it's just usually by by having to talk to him or interview him or something like that uh, then that, that's that's the experience. That's the one that will make me, okay, I'll go watch them if they're going. But it's not something that I'm actively chasing around. But anyway, many thanks to, to, to Bruce Buffer for joining us. Uh thought that was a fun conversation. What time is it real quick? DeMond, 3.47 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out the show. This Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. Welcome back. Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness, Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today.
0: Here's your boy, Q.
1: Well, here we are, wrapping up this Thursday edition of Unnecessary Roughness. And we had Jared Justice on the show earlier, and he said that at 6 o'clock he sometimes feels like a failure because he feels like he hasn't done enough. I know how much he's working. He's working his tail off. I know how much I'm working, but I can honestly tell you that I'm very disappointed in myself today. I'm very disappointed in the last two hours. The last two hours has really upset me. For some reason, (laughs) JT the Brick has this morning Barry Sanders, Mike Haynes, Ron Jaworski, Mike Golick, Jim Kelly. uh, Who else? That's enough. That's enough, right? That's enough. Oh, well, some HOFers in there. Got Barry Sanders and 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 Mike Haynes. Those guys, both of those guys have gold jackets. Jim Kelly, he's got a gold jacket. That's three right there. That's three gold jackets. So I follow that, and I'm gonna have Diplo, <laughs> and I'm gonna have Bruce Buffer, which was great. I had Bruce Buffer. Josina Anderson had her. That was great. That was that was a big one for me that was one of those bucket list ones. Yeah, man, don't beat yourself up. Then I was supposed to have Pac-Man Jones. Didn't have him. Oh, Eric Davis was scheduled at first to be on the show too. Canceled last second. Uh, who else did we have? I can't remember. That's I guess that's it. Oh, and we had we had uh, Oh, we did have Mark Patterson though. He that, that was cool. I'll say this, if anything came out of this show positive today, uh, it was AJ and Mark Patterson, <laughs> AJ on the street that DeMond was dogging and Mark Patterson. No, really, that conversation with Patterson was really cool um, and inspiring. I, I had heard about his story, but I wasn't very familiar with it, obviously. And so after he broke it down and, and talked about his why of, you know, why he wanted to make sure he got off that mountain and got home, I thought that that was incredible. So I am not a movie guy, but I am definitely going to go watch his movie. And I could t- I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember the name of it, but I'll go to his website and I'll look. But that was that was a cool conversation. I thought that he was a good dude. He he did give me a hug, too, after the show was over. Or the um, the interview was over. He gave me a hug. It was a bro hug, but it was a hug. <laughs> Vinny Bonsignore sitting by like, what in the world is Q doing? Q's getting all these hugs. But Vinny's coming up, and he's got a monster show. He's got a big show lined up. He's got the president of the Raiders, Dan Vitrelli. He's basically going to kick things off. He's got Serena Morales. She's going to be on the show. She's from Bally uh, Valley- Valley Sports, they're they're doing some big things here. They're posted up against the wall, man. They've had a lot of good guests come through. He's got some others lined up as well. Vinny's going to take you home 4 to 6 p.m. I'm still going to wander around here like Jared is right now trying to find some guests, some more guests to interview either for today's show or on tomorrow's show. But either way, we'll be back Friday to close out our week here at the Convention Center, Radio Row, the site of Super Bowl 56. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.